Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back and better than ever. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. Along with me once again is my good friend Tony Defio, also from Behind the Steel Curtain. And if you've noticed, we've got a different name for the show. Usually at this time, you tune into The Hangover. The Hangover is not going away, folks. It's just on hiatus. And with that being said, the hiatus means that when we have regular games to be a hungover about we're gonna bring that title back and we'll do the hangover full force but right now we figured something you like to do is ask a lot of questions and talk about the Steeler topics of the day so that's what we're going to do on this show Steelers Q&A Tony Defio we're recording this on Monday so happy President's Day my friend happy President's Day Brian hope you had a great day off I, did you did you bone up on presidents? Did you go through presidential trivia at your house today? Did you do I'm anything sorry. like that? No, I mean I I, I touched a lot of money. But that's about it. <laughs> so your favorite presidents are the ones that are on currency. Is that what you're telling me? Right. Unfortunately, the ones I see the most are on uh, Was- the one with Washington's face on it. So really <laughs> going to do me any good? Well, you know what? I am waiting until the- I'm waiting for them to put my favorite president, my favorite president on currency, and I'm not going to rest until there is a Ronald Reagan greenback out there. We need to have a Ronnie Reagan, the Gipper. We need something like that, and I'll be happy. But I, I don't discriminate when it comes to money. I don't care whether you're president or whether you're not. If you're on it, I'll spend it. So there we go. So... Are you excited for the new format for the show, Tony? Oh, yeah. I love taking questions from the audience, from, from our great members in, in the live chat. Absolutely. I think it's they, – they, sometimes they, they, uh, they blow me away with what the questions they ask and, and the points they make. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. And besides, I mean, if we still had a, a hangover all this, these many months after the season, I think there would be time for an intervention. So it's probably <laughs> good that we change the title to September anyway or August. Yeah. So you were suggesting Steelers Rehab. And that's yeah. uh, that's a great that was a great idea as well. Um, so this this is actually going to be pretty exciting. So what we're going to do is we're going to just hold off on the questions for a little bit. We have a topic, as you saw the topic at the beginning of the show, the headline. Um, it's surrounding the Miles Garrett Mason Rudolph fiasco that still continues, and we have other Steelers news of the day. And then we're going to go ahead and take your questions so um i'm gonna ask you to hold off on the questions because of my adult attention deficit disorder i'm gonna wait to read them until we're ready to go if you do have a super chat if you want to hold that off as well too but we would appreciate that and remember the only way to support this show is to like it to hit that bell and uh tell all your friends about us on youtube so on any other platform that we're on remember it's just not tony and myself it's Sir Lancelot Williams with Yeah, I Said It and other shows. He's also on with Jefferson Hartman, Jeff, the editor, the fine editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, Dave Schofield, Rich Schofield, Big Bro Sco. There's there's a lot of us on, on this network ready to talk Steelers at all times. So we want you to join us. But we want you to remember something else as well. I got to pay the bills for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It's what got us started. So, Tony, you write so many articles a week. I write a few a week. You'll see Dave. You'll see Jeff all over that as well. 
Also, many other fine writers are on there as well. You will see them on there too. Um, fantastic writers. So absolutely great stuff. No matter what you want, it's all on there, and it's all kinds of different stuff. Breaking news is going to be on there, but fun stuff is right. going to be on there as well. Um, with that being said, and uh, yeah, there I am. I'm overusing that phrase again. Um, that's only twice today, so we'll try to keep it. If I can keep it under three, we'll be good. But with that, we're going to go ahead onto the show, and we are going to discuss the debacle that's a little over three months old now. In week 11, we go back to Cleveland, and Cleveland did not rock that night. Cleveland sucked that night. So that night was awful, not just because of the Steelers' performance on the field. The Steelers' performance on the field was embarrassment enough. But what happened afterwards when Miles Garrett body slammed? And he did body slam. Everyone forgets about that body slam. Right. But he took Mason Rudolph on the last play of the game and body slammed him to the ground. Um, tempers flared even more. And tempers are going to flare when you get body slammed. Um, Mason Rudolph at this point may or may have not said something. We don't know. But we do know that when they got upright and the Steelers came in to help out, Marquise Pouncey, of course, uh, Got Miles Garrett back on the ground again. And then the helmet got ripped off of Mason Rudolph. He hit him in the head with it. And after that, suspensions. I mean, Mason was suspended. Miles Garrett was suspended for the rest of the season. His suspension was just lifted last week. So immediately after the game, Miles Garrett did not bring up anything about a racial slur being said was not said until a couple days later when they were, when he was trying to let's just say grease the wheels of justice and try to get the, uh, save some money and get this, get it down a little bit, get it, get the suspension down. So he wasn't losing all kinds of money and out for the rest of the year. So that came out. Mason Rudolph Rudolph vehemently denied it. Tony. Yeah. Then after that, the media got involved. Some in Miles Garrett's camp, some in Mason Rudolph's camp. The Steelers players stood behind Mason Rudolph, and then it kind of went away for a while. Season ends. Next thing you know, suspension is lifted last week, and like somebody just put down, Jamie, Jamie Kihei said he doubled down on his accusation. Right. The double down. And remember, you if you go to Vegas and you play blackjack, and if you've seen the movie Swingers, great movie, by the way, if you've seen the movie Swingers, you don't double down unless you know you're going to win that, unless it's the perfect situation to double down. And he did it again. So either he vehemently believes it, or he's just trying to get the focus off of him for his act. But Mason Rudolph is like, once again, he's like, I did not do that. And he's pissed off. Do you blame him for being pissed off? Absolutely not. I mean, that's something that can be being accused of, of, of using a racial slur like that. You know, that, that's something that can, that can follow uh, anybody, but especially a, a football player, a known football player around for the rest of his life, not just his career, but his life. He's, you know, unless uh, Miles Garrett comes out and says, I didn't, he didn't really say it. I, I was just trying to justify my actions and, and, you know, I, I was lying. Unless he comes out and says that, people are always going to wonder whether or not Mason Rudolph said that. And 
you know, as far as I'm concerned, there was a, a thorough investigation. Nobody, no, none of his teammates, you would think that one of his teammates would have, would have actually come out by now and said, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard uh, uh, Mason Rudolph say this. And n- none of those guys have, have said that. And the league had an investigation. There was no audio evidence of it, even though uh, Carrot is implying that, that, that there's a cover-up. But yeah, if I'm Mason Rudolph, I'm angry at, because there was, there was an investigation done that said that he didn't say it. And yet, Miles Garrett is still saying saying that, that that this was said, even though there's no evidence whatsoever. Okay, uh, let me correct something that I said. Mason Rudolph was not suspended, so uh, thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate that. Um, whoever corrected me on the live chat, thank you very much. Um, yes, he was not Thaddeus Kennedy, a great contributor to our show. I appreciate that. Um, he was fined, and he was fined majorly. And remember, at this point, at this point of his career, fifty grand is a lot right because he's not making in the millions right so what i'm saying here tony is and and i agree with everything you said but here's here's some things i want to bring up if he had said this would miles garrett really have apologized to mason rudolph for this action in the press no probably not not the next, not the next day. And why wouldn't have he have? He would have been screaming it at the mountaintops if this was really said. In my opinion. Okay, I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm a husband, and as a husband, I get myself in trouble a lot. And it's not bad trouble. It's just the kind of I mean, you say something dumb or you do something to. I mean, basically, laziness is probably what gets me in the most trouble, or just saying something <laughs> stupid. Um, for, I mean, I like to portray myself as Mr. 2am and all that in college. And, you know, I joke about that, but when it comes down to it, I, I'm pretty tame at home and I don't get in trouble a lot, but if I do, come on, I'm blaming it on something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, gonna, there's always right. going to be a scapegoat. Right. <laughs> and so I get the scapegoat thing. I understand that. But this is kind of a situation to me, Tony. Do you agree that it's something you just say, look, screwed up, it's done? If I were him, yes, I would I would have and he and this was never said, then yes, I definitely would have, you know, said, look, I lost my head. You know, we, we we got emotional out there. He came at me. I had I had the helmet in my hand and I and I just swung without thinking. If, if I, I think if he would have said that and you know served his suspension, which he did. I think people would have forgotten about it. He's an exceptional talent. He could he can move on from this. I mean, it, it was a, a a very dangerous thing that he did. But thankfully, my, uh, Mason Rudolph was not even close to being injured on a play. It, you know, he he got hit with the the inside part of his helmet, so it would have been forgotten about. I mean, you know, stuff like this happens from time to time. But now, that, if, if, you know, as they said, he's doubling down on the accusation, so it's just going to live on for who knows how much longer. And, and people are going to choose sides. And Here's here's the thing where it it gets it gets even crazier for me is the fact that and I'm going to bring this up because I, I see there's some action on the live chat and uh, we we have some great conversation and I'm going to agree saying that it is a disgusting word and my question is why are the Steelers players and the Steelers right. head coach who's African American and Ramon Foster and Marquise Pouncey, why are they sticking up for him right. and saying there's no way he said that? 
Um, and why would why would the league stick up for him, Mason Rudolph? Why would the league stick stick up for a backup quarterback in this in this situation? But I do want to preface this with with this. Of course, um, if you're watching us on YouTube, you could definitely see Tony and I are definitely white men, um, and and we understand that. If if you're listening listening to this on YouTube, excuse me, on any other platform, you're going to see that. You're you're going to hear, and we'll tell you just in case there's any confusion. We're two white men. I do not know the gravity of that word because I am a white male. However, I know how that hurts. I understand how that might hurt, and I am not excusing the word at all. If Mason Rudolph said this word, I'm going to be ticked off. And if I find out right. that he did, I'm going to be ticked off. Right. So I just want to preface that with mm-hmm. if it was said. And I, I go back in a lot of other things. And I'll say that if this is true, I'm going to be really upset about it. I'm, I'm going to be angry. And it's inexcusable if he did. I think the degree that he's denying it, I don't think he, I don't think he did it. But it could be proven in another way. And if that happens, I will definitely, I, w- I will definitely go back on what I'm saying. And I'll be like, all right, inexcusable. So with that, all I'm saying is there's no use for this and there's no use for it whatsoever. And um, I, I don't think that should be a problem. Um, so we have, we have Byron on here and I'm going to bring this up. Byron saying there's no way as a black man, I would wait a week to say I was called that. And Byron um, mentioned earlier that he is indeed a, indeed a black male. Mm-hmm. So, um, with that you got to understand this is this is something that we've got to we we definitely have to take seriously and we had the worst show we have ever had tony and you and i i bet you i can say the worst show that you and i have ever had together and you could say it right away and it has nothing to do with the outcome of the outcome you've said it to me before are you talking about the uh the chicago game the Chicago game. That, yes. that was horrible. Right. Um, we were putting in a really tough spot there. <laughs> and yeah, and we put ourselves, I mean, and this is our position to go ahead and do that. Right. right. And, uh, and we understand that, but that was a rough show. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was on, that was on a blog talk radio. So it was, right. it was a completely different situation and a completely different format. But right. all I'm saying is that, I mean, it's hard to go either way on it. Um, um, there are so many sides. What right. I'm saying here, and the title of this show is Nobody Wins With This. And the reason nobody wins with this, because we're going back to the fact now that Mason Rudolph's agent comes up and says, hey, look, this is enough is enough. This is slander. Right. You're, t- you're, taking, you're taking a good man here is what his agent's saying. And you're smearing his character. Absolutely. So we might, and he said, I mean, if there could be legal action to this, and we could see a player suing another player in the NFL, which is not unprecedented. Um, stuff went back. I mean, gosh, you can talk about in the 70s. I know Chuck Knoll and uh, George Atkinson and the Oakland Raiders, they were... Mm-hmm. There, there was some, 
there are some slander allegations as well. Um, so what I'm saying is there's no winning even with a lawsuit as well. No. So, I mean, th- th- this is something that, I mean, it's, it's easy to say. Right. It just needs to go away. Yeah, because it, it's tough. Right. Because, I mean, if you bring a lawsuit into it, then players are going to have to testify. His own teammates are going to have to answer tough questions on, uh, you know, under oath and maybe his coaches. So, yeah, it, nobody, like you said, nobody wins with it. As the title of the show suggests, nobody wins with this kind of thing. It's, it's I, very unfortunate. I just don't think Miles Rudolph, uh, I really think Miles Rudolph comes off so much better if he comes in and says, made a mistake, it's over, I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let my play do the talking, and uh, I, I'm going to put this behind me. Besides right. booze at Heinz Field, it, it goes away. Right. Now, it's forgotten about. Now it just keeps on getting uglier. Um, if if Mason Rudolph, I mean, look, Mason Rudolph could could uh, file a suit. However, it kind of goes against him too. Um, right. Now he is brought in into it. Um, we we had a uh, we had a little bit ago Isaac Aguilera in in the super chat put innocent until proven guilty, and I appreciate that. Thanks for the the two dollars in there. Um, but, but that's that's go ahead. That's kind of the that's kind of the point of, of the whole thing is is there's no way to prove it now. I mean, you know, that the NFL did its best to prove that it didn't happen, but as long as he keeps saying that it happened, e- even without any proof at all, people are always gonna uh, you know gonna uh, the court of public opinion is always gonna some in that court are gonna find Mason Rudolph guilty just because. So. Uh, yeah, innocent until proven guilty, but but unfortunately, there's not going to be a trial because there is no evidence. So w- what we're left with is is people choosing sides based on Miles Garrett keeping this alive. And you know what? There's going to be more repercussions from this. There's going to be repercussions for Miles Garrett. I mean, because look, man, if he if he forgets about this, just. I don't want to use the phrase toe of the line, but plays with class. If he plays with class and plays football and does what he can do on the field, which I think he is a fantastic player. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't think he needs intimidation. I think he's that good. Uh, you know, if he does that, he's gonna, he's not going to be hurting with another when contract time comes around in another couple of years because it's not going to kill him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So when uh, Mason Rudolph, this whether he's whether he said it or he didn't at this point, whether he sues and uh, this hurts his value, his play right. ultimately hurts his value. Right. But this just puts him. I mean, he's a subject of booze and hatred, and he was the subject of hatred 
all the way across the league in talk shows for anybody taking Miles Garrett's side. Right. And yeah. if you take Miles Garrett's side, that's your that's your right as an American to take his side if that's if you if you thoroughly believe in it. Just like it's anybody's right to take Mason Rudolph's side. We've we've uh, we've seen on the show, we've seen throughout, we've seen black men take the side of Mason Rudolph, black black people take the side of Mason Rudolph. We've seen white people take the side of Miles Garrett, and that's that is your right. Uh, however, it just isn't going to get better for any other player, for for any of these two players. That's uh. And by extending this, it makes it worse for both guys. Right. I, Gyro says, I really hope Mason didn't say it. I really hope Mason didn't say it. I believe in my heart that I, I don't think he did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I but, agree 100%. It just, it just didn't add up. Not, like when the guy pushed him from behind, they always, I'm not going to say the word that he said, but when the, the other guy that was suspended was, it, I forget his name, when he came and pushed uh, Rudolph on, you know, from behind and shoved him on the ground and he looked up at him and he, he, he said a nice little uh, four letter word that starts with B, you know, that's, that was his first instinct to say that word and not the word that, that Miles Garrett is accusing him of saying. So I just think based on how his teammates reacted, I'm talking about Mason Rudolph and, and how they reacted afterwards and how his coach is defending him and how nobody on the Browns heard it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, my heart tells me that Mason Rudolph did not say this. But, you know, um, and I'm going to bring up Lance here. And uh, I just saw it and I, I lost it. I, being African-American, most of the time, the accusation is not made lightly. So we don't want to. Sure. And we don't want to lose, lose, uh, lose that fact either. That if he really believes that that's what he heard. Or if this is something that he's just throwing out to uh, somebody compared him to Jesse Smollett, just said, Hey, look, this happened. So I can, so maybe I could save face, but, and Lance also goes on to say, given the number of field mics, I think it would have been picked up. So yeah, I, it's a, a point that people keep hammering home, but, but not too many people, like the people that don't believe it are saying it's a cover up and that they destroyed the evidence or they're hiding the evidence. So, like I said, if you're on one side or the other, you know, you're just going to believe whatever you want to believe. It's just how how this situation is, because it's, it, you know, like you said, nobody wins because, you know, it's 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 between basically Miles Garrett and, and Mason Rudolph. And I got to tell you. I respect Lance Williams opinion. And uh, when he sees, says that, both sides, any side that – anything that he says, I've listened to him. I've talked to him. I know Lance now through the show and through the website. So I really respect anything he says. So He's very good. You definitely want to listen to an opinion of an African-American male because, like we said earlier, an African-American person um, because, like we said before, we don't have the experience that right. that uh, African Americans have had, or anybody of any race, color, creed, homosexuals, um, anything. We do not have that. We don't have that experience. I uh, right. basically, if you criticize me, you 
criticize me for being a hole. And I wish we could just get back to my own personal philosophy is this. If we can, if the whole world could get to this philosophy, we'd be in a much better place. I don't care if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're black, if you're white, um, Latino, what your race, what your creed, what God you, you pray to just don't be an a-hole. That's all I want. And that's too simple, but I wish we could get back to that. But with that, let's go ahead and move on. But we're going to, we're going to just veer off a little bit because with all of the, uh, with all of the accusations and players taking sides and I don't care what side you take, but when you're in the media and you take a side and you're proven differently, what happens is should you come back later and apologize for that? And the reason I'm going to go ahead and say that, Tony, is we're seeing all this stuff now more and more. Now with Antonio Brown apologizing to Ben Roethlisberger and all the things he's saying now, does flashback a year. The media was on Ben Roethlisberger's case about being a horrible teammate. Yep. A horrible person. They were, right. everybody was on Antonio Brown's side. Where right. are they now? <laughs> well, they're accusing him now of, of uh, quitting on his team last year instead of coming, coming back early with a surgically, surgically repaired elbow that, that put him on the IR right away. So that's where they're at right now. They haven't moved on from the uh, Big Ben uh, bashing a year later. Yeah, but... And that's that's great, but anybody that supported Antonio Brown then, what are, right. what are they saying now? I mean, I know guys like Chris Carter. Chris Carter was not supporting Antonio Brown, but there were a lot. Maurice Jones Drew. I haven't heard a peep out of him. No, no, that's what I, that's, that's that's a good point. There, there's it's it's all Antonio Brown and his apologies, but you're not hearing them say, "Well, I was wrong. I was wrong about." my opinion of Ben and, you know, maybe he was a uh, a better teammate than I gave him credit for. Maybe he was a better leader. You don't hear any, any of that coming out of uh, those camps. You just, it's basically silent as far as that's concerned. So what is it now? <laughs> Antonio Brown obviously wants to come back to the Steelers because, and I have an article of fact or fiction about Antonio Brown on behind the still curtain.com that will be debuting tomorrow. And the thing about that is, why is he saying all this now? It's the business end of it. If you're going to be taken back by any team and the league is going to respect it, it's probably going to be the Steelers. Wouldn't you agree, Tony? Oh, ab- absolutely. I mean, a friend of mine at bowling last night was saying, you know, if, if, if he would accept the league minimum, which he probably wouldn't, but if he would accept that kind of contract even for a year, I mean, you'd be crazy not to not to accept him you know he's just so he's just so good he's probably still the best receiver in the league so uh, you know if any team would do it, it it's it's them i mean like mike thomas said today and something went you know in the, in the interview on on with Stephen a smith once a stealer always a stealer so yeah you know they're a very uh classy organization so if any team if anyone's willing to forgive antonio brown it would be the Steelers. but mike tomlin said a little bit more though too and what was that tony he said, we have no, um, try to get, there's no business interest at this point. And then, you know, Brown. And so, and I get that too. 
And that's a that's a situation you just have to decide. I mean, you could you could do some fact finding in it, but if he takes the league minimum, mm-hmm. and uh, and here's the big thing, he needs one person to sign off on it, right? And who do you think signs off on this? And if this person signs off on it, he's going to come back. I would have to be Ben Roethlisberger because uh, there, that's, that's, that's when he's bashed the most publicly. So if he has to work well with somebody, it has to be the quarterback. So it would have to be Big Ben. And if you're Big Ben, here's the thing. Um, I don't think he's going to come back. And I say that right. at the end of the article. So spoiler alert, I probably just ruined clicks. Jeff's probably having a heart attack right now because I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing that. But if you're Big Ben, I mean, you want, you probably don't mind doing business with this guy. If you could have management control him with a small deal, a prove-it deal, which is, this is all he really wants right now is a prove-it deal to get another shot. Right. And and with so many behavior incentives. So not that I think that it's going to happen, but you know, it's something to be talked about and it's something that is a possibility. Uh, But if anybody's going to sign off on it, it's big Ben. And if big Ben goes to the Roonies and says, give them a chance, then they're going to know that they have their captain on board with it. They would probably consider bringing it back. If, Everything works. Planets have got to align. Oh and yeah. Gyro says two yeah. percent chance he comes back, and that's and that's it. I mean, probably not going to happen, but that's what is, we do. Isn't it funny? We talk though, about this stuff, right? But isn't it funny that before the radio interview at ninety three point seven a few weeks ago, it was probably negative twenty percent that he would ever come back, yeah. and and, that, and that's and and that's something that I took away from that that radio interview. He he. Uh, reached out to them and wanted to, you know, tell, you know, come on and basically begin his apology tour. And as I'm listening to it, I'm, I'm feeling all this, you know, compassion for the guy. And like, you know, I, I'm so sorry that it ended the way it did. And my point is, you know, we don't want to hate these guys. We want to love them. You know, I mean, that's why we, we don't watch, we don't want to watch players that we hate. You know, I, I watched Antonio Brown for nine seasons or eight seasons, whatever it was. And, He's one of the best Steelers I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I loved every second of his play on the field. I didn't want it to end this way. So it just for, for it to end as ugly as it did, I mean, he really burned a lot of bridges. So, you know, it just it just it, it reminded me of how much I really admired him as a player when he was here. So um we are going to open up the question and answer um part of the show. It is Steelers Q and A. That's the new format. So throw in your questions. We have a few that have already came out here so far. Um, Mike Walmalley asked, isn't he going to jail soon? You know, that's... That's a good point. You know, that's subject to whatever happens um, with a judge, with it being a first offense. Right. You know, I I have a feeling that, uh, that uh, this becomes major community service and major probation. Um, right. but he could be going to jail. You and and, and he could still face a suspension from the league just for his, you know, conduct um detrimental to the league, like you know, what, what happened with, with other players. So you know, even if he doesn't get to jail time, he could still face uh league punishment again when he when he when he uh signs with the team or, or gets reinstated. So I mean it's 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 probably like like Gyro said, I think it was Gyro with two percent chance. Uh, Thaddeus, 
Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, um, I brought up the wrong one, but Thaddeus is saying he's not going to serve jail time for that. And I appreciate that. I was bringing up Senior Slim. Um, rich people don't go to jail. Um, mm-hmm. I could probably name a few. <laughs> I could a lot probably... of hedge fund brokers go to jail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> gosh, who was the lady, the old hotel lady from... Uh, gosh, from years back, help me out with with that. Uh, she was like a hotel magnet. She went, uh, Helen. Gosh, I I had her on the tip of my tongue and it's gone. Um, but Hilton? no, not Hilton. Uh, she, gosh, she was a she was an older, craggly faced lady, and I shouldn't be saying anything. Um, but and of course, Martha Stewart went to jail, right? And. Uh, so uh, <laughs> there you go. So let's bring out the question and the answers. Um, here's a really interesting one here. Dallas Quinley, great fan of the show, great contributor to the show. We appreciate you, Dallas. Do we cut Knicks and move Samuels to fullback? Tony, I'll let you start. Well, Knicks is such a valuable player. I mean, he doesn't just play uh, fullback. He plays one heck of a special teams. But he was hurt all last year, and, and now they have these these um, financial concerns that they have to deal with. They're, they're so far up against the cap. So, I mean, I could see that happening. I don't want it to happen, but I could definitely see it. You know, tough decisions have to be made, especially if there's no new CBA signed. So I could very well see it happen, yeah. Lots and of dead money, is, though. Right. There's yeah. so yeah, much dead money. I mean, he signed a four- or five-year deal not too long ago. Um, so that's pretty. that's a pretty tough one. Um, Dallas, thanks for the question there. Uh, the fullback I'd love to see come in just because I'm a family affair type of guy. Derek Watt of the Los Angeles Chargers. You might have heard of his brothers. Um, he's a free agent. And his brothers I'd are pretty good, see, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to see. It. He's actually a really good player as well. Um, here we go. Fraggling Fraggle. Dupree, should we bring him back even at the expense of depth on the team? So, Tony, I'm doing something called Free Agent Market Watch. Mm-hmm. The the edge rushers, um, particularly the outside linebackers right now, it just, in fact, I think it just hit this morning on, on the website. And if you look at the guys up there, the names up there, gosh, there's, there's a lot of names up there. And you're not going to replace them. Um, and there's a lot of guys that uh, will probably be franchise tagged as well. So, you know, if that happened, I mean, Dupree... You, you can't have Anthony Ciccolo there. No. You would have to bring no. somebody in. Um, maybe, you know, a cheap free agent right now is a, um, Kyler Frackrell, Fackrell. Um, he had 10 and a half sacks two years ago in 2018 for Green Bay. That's He's a low-cost guy to bring in. Um, right. Did not have a lot. He didn't hardly anything last year because... They uh they brought Preston Smith in, being the Packers, and Zadarius Smith in, and those guys were that defense was really good last year. So right. uh, I'm just saying, Dupree, I kind of think you bring him back, um, at least on a franchise deal, right? Unless you can work out something long term that 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 cuts that uh, 16 million or whatever it would be down you know but they then again you how can you sign them to a long-term deal if there's no cba so 
you know, the only other thing I can think of is you take a leap of faith on people like Skipper and, and Ola that, that they can, you know, take it to the next level. Right now, they're just uh, prospects. So uh, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough decision. And anybody that they bring in that's not Bud Dupree, they're probably going to have to overpay for him. So it, it's, 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 it's a slippery slope with, 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 with that uh, position because they definitely need him. To, to book and TJ Watt because that's just an unstoppable force last year. So it, it's going to be inter- interesting to see what happens. Gyro asked what happened to Skipper. Isn't he an outside linebacker? He is his Toledo teammate. Ola Denny is also an outside linebacker. Um, you're really going to have to, you're going to have to really see a lot from them. I mean, it might be up to one of those guys to win that job in camp. And those guys We've we've seen in preseason that they can go ahead and do that, but can they do that in the first quarter, Tony? That's the thing. If they if they do it, it would it would probably be a gradual thing over the course of a season. You mean a quarter of the season? No, the I'm talking quarter. the first quarter of the preseason. Usually the first and second quarters. We've seen them earlier on against. Actually, uh, we've seen them. Let me rephrase that. We've seen them maybe in the third and fourth quarter. And against oh, yeah, yeah. lesser talent. Yeah. Oh, you mean like, against the? Uh, yeah, they would have. They would have to prove that they can do it against the uh, the first stringers. Yeah, well, I guess we'd have to. We'd have to see. But uh, but you know, you're uh, it, it, no matter what they decide. If they decide on those two, it's going to be a leap of faith. I'm still loving Ola Denny. I, I will say that. Um, and I, I do like Skipper a lot. Um, but I think it could be Ola's position as well. Um, but if you you bring in you bring in a guy like I said. You're not going to bring in somebody comparable. You're not going to be bringing in, you know, guys that went nuts last year as well. And uh, Matt Judon, he's in the same type of boat for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, they could they could franchise tag him. I really think they're uh, they probably that decision's already made whether to franchise tag him or not. So we'll see right. that. I love this right. question, Thaddeus Kennedy, great contributor to the show. Bad. Jordan Berry, will he be punting next season for the Steelers? Okay, there is nothing on the... There are three free agents, three existing free agents right now. And uh, you probably don't know their names. Matt Hawk, Hack, um, H-A-A-K-K for the uh, Dolphins. I mean, there's really... There's guys out there that you really don't know that well. And right. you're not going to bring a free agent in. You're going to bring in an undrafted free agent in to battle right. him. If you right. have an Ian Berryman situation where it's a toss-up this year, the guy on the the undrafted guy is probably going to get the call on the other end. So I'm right. going to say, no, Jordan Berry will not be punting for the Steelers this year. I'm um, you lasted two years. <laughs> he... he he looked good at times. Then at the end, he just really, he really petered out at the end. Right. Yeah. He had a bad second half of the season. So, you know, you know, that, that was, that was really rough. I mean, and that cost you and he cost them at a time where they couldn't afford it. I was at the, uh, the second game of the season in 2018 against the Kansas city chiefs, Pat Mahomes, six touchdown game. And he, one of the reasons they lost that game was because the punting was so poor and it was so poor and they were just putting him in great field position. Right. Um, you might get one of those touchdowns off the board, uh, possibly. I mean, we, we don't know. 
Um, mm-hmm. Donald Nolan, another great contributor to the show. Glad to see Donald checking in. Chickala will be back as our backup outside linebacker. Yeah, I, I think he'll be back. You just don't want to see him in a starting role. No, that, that um, would be a, a major downgrade. Absolutely. Uh, Wes says, get rid of Barron and bring in De- Deanna Buchanan, uh, who you'll probably be able to get for vet minimum. Some really interesting names in there um, in the as far as inside linebackers go. Um, so Dallas Quinley says, are we going to challenge Barry and Boswell also? We've already established yeah. in the last question. We're definitely going to challenge Barry. Not Boswell, of course. You know what? You bring a guy in to kick because I kind of think you challenge him. Because with the challenge last year, it uh, I mean, he had a lot to prove last year. He came back and he did prove. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm, I'm good with that. It doesn't hurt to have a guy in there. And it doesn't hurt to have a guy in there just in case you have a situation that he gets hurt or something happens. But I think uh, um, Chris Boswell is back. And if you look at pro football focus, and I looked at it today, he was the number three kicker in the league. Um, besides, I mean, of course, number one was Tucker. And uh, gosh, I can't remember the guy in Jacksonville. Um, and I can look it up, but, eh, you know, no one cares. Um, so <laughs> I just, uh, Senior Slim says he just saw the name Baron and felt his blood get hot. <laughs> mm-hmm. He cursed him out every Sunday all season. Um, yeah, you know what? Here's the thing about Mark Barron, though, Tony, is Mark Barron, you don't want starting, but I mean, I'd have him coming in off the bench in situational, uh, situational, because when you look at it, the two worst guys on the field, um, on the defense, any given Sunday may have either been Mark Barron or Terrell Edmonds. But here's the thing about that. They're not, they're uh, not the worst guy. They might be on last year's defense. They might be like the sixth best players. Right. They've uh, the defense was that good, and that's. I mean, you cannot have superstars everywhere, and and that's the thing. Um, as uh, Jamie Komet says, what about Forbath? Gosh, there's a lot of good free agent kickers. You just don't need to bring a guy like that in. You you bring an undrafted guy in, um, right. not not what somebody message, that's going. What, what kind of message would that send to, to Boswell if they did that? So Fraggling Fraggle, bring in Carly Lloyd. Hope Bad doesn't make any more challenges. Usually it's my mouth that always gets us in trouble. So always gets me in trouble, but I was not the guy, and that guy is in our live chat right now yep he just corrected himself uh, <laughs> it was dave and uh dave poor guy's never gonna live it down but i will tell you this i watched the man as soon as we went off i watched dave schofield drill a 35 yard kick right down the middle and it was true and it would have went 45 he drilled that ball the pressure was off him and he drilled it and uh, for a 40-plus-year-old man um, going out there and kick, and he said you know, he was out of shape, he was worried about hurting himself, he did really well. And 
it it was just uh what you saw did you ever did you watch that okay. i watched the uh, i watched the video but i didn't see the uh the, the him make the kick that uh, you were off the air right by that point yeah i mean it, but i tell yeah. you what it, it was a fun day we had a blast we took our kids there all of us had our kids there and just had a good time dave was a great sport he took it. he's still going to take crap from that mm. I would endorse bringing in Carly Lloyd. I think that would be awesome. And then uh, we can get, we can, besides the, uh, the number 18 Deontay Johnson jersey that we'll, we get Dave for his hatred of the wide receiver, um, which he doesn't. And uh, we'll, we'll get uh, Dave a Carly Lloyd jersey. Um, thank you for uh, Stephen Josh Lambeau. That's the name of the Jacksonville kicker. Dallas, great question. And, can Vanette be our starting tight end? First thing first, you got to sign him. Right. I really think the Vance McDonald situation, a tight end is not as bad as what you think, unless you're talking about him being injury prone, but he did play 14 games last year. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he has you, really right. Go ahead. Well, no, yeah, it hasn't been an issue for two years. And, 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 you know, like we said last week, the X factor was the fact that he didn't have, uh, his franchise quarterback in there. So it's hard to evaluate Vance McDonald based on last year. That is the X factor for everything. Um, you know, so that's a uh, Ben Roethlisberger is, is the X factor for, I think the line for the wide receivers, for the running game, for everything. So, I definitely agree with that. Um, Dave Schofield, sorry I was late. I was responding to ESPN who contacted me personally about my article on Tomlin's interview. Uh, then he puts the laughing emoji, but come on. I, I'm i kind of thinking that's true. I'm hoping that's true. That'd be awesome. Dave Schofield, <laughs> future uh, future uh, host of uh, First Take with uh, Stephen A. Smith and Dave Schofield. I would love that. If he wears that mask. David Stephen A. Smith will never disrespect him. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith is a Steeler fan, though, so he's mm. a Steeler apologi- apologist. I will say that. Wes Hickok, another um, another great fan of the show, great contributor. Um, actually, he's kind of becoming like the fifth Beatle here, or the sixth Beatle. Um, we might as well just put his little face. We should just have Wes on the show. Um, that's that's what I'm gonna push for. We get we could have Wes here. Um he might replace me someday. He he knows his stuff. Um Baron Chick Foster Vance should all be cut. Bring Vance back at a veteran minimum. <laughs> he's not gonna come back for a veteran minimum. He's not yeah, he's not washed up. No, you know what? Let Vance be Vance with Ben. And really, Vance uh did some good things with Mason Rudolph, especially in that first first game that we ever saw Mason Rudolph against Seattle. Um, Jonas Wedlick. Um, I hope I pronounced that right. Jonas is Matakevich staying on the roster. Now that Nick's is the special teams captain. You know what? I, I kind of think, I think you keep him. Um, but because I don't think his salary is that damning. Uh, what do you think about dirty red? Oh, I mean, like you said, what is this, his last year of his rookie deal? So, 
16 uh, maybe yes no no maybe he has, uh they have to bring him back i, I guess they have to resign him because I, I guess he's a free agent now or he's going to be but he's not going to come in much on the open markets so yeah i think you can you can bring him back and and not spend that much more money than you you know to, to do so okay so um back on gosh i wish dave dave just jump on the show i <laughs> so apparently ESPN wants a rebuttal from his article. Screw ESPN is all I'm going to say. They don't rebuttal anything that they that they do wrong. So if, there you go. Um, go ahead. I mean, it was right there. I mean, it, it was right there on video. I mean, Tomlin came on and laid down the law. So I don't know what ESPN's angry about. I mean, all Dave was doing was commenting on what, what uh, Mike Tomlin said. You know what? I think Dave is a fantastic person, one of the nicest guys you're going to meet, but I don't want to fight him. And I'm not talking about his size. I, I don't want to go head-to-head with Dave because Dave will turn it on and Dave will bury you. So, well, we're not going to see him next to Stephen A. Smith now, but uh, there you go. That's that's awesome, though. Hey, I mean, get get noticed. William Mallory asked, do we bring in a free agent wide receiver? Do we draft one? I'm leaning more toward the draft. Here's the thing. You definitely draft a wide receiver. However, look, and a lot of people are going to go crazy when I bring this name up. I don't have a problem bringing in a guy like Danny Amendola if he's cheap, veteran minimal. Um, That's a guy that that would do really well. Uh, Because look, I like Ryan Switzer. Uh, but he has sure hands, but we saw with Deontay Johnson, we don't need sure hands as a punt returner as much. We need a guy that could get them in good field position. Um, so um, y- you look at some of the guys out there. You're not going to bring in a huge name. You don't have to bring in a huge name. Bring in a piece of the puzzle type guy because you have Juju. You still have Deontay Johnson's going into a second year marvelous player james washington is still a threat you bring in one more guy like an amadola just another player or maybe a big guy maybe somebody big maybe you draft one and i kind of lean you draft one but you look to see what's out there and you do do their homework getting bent with Bo, another great contributor says there's no better team at drafting wide receivers than us I, you know, I cannot argue with that. That's pretty hard to argue. Um, Donald Nolan says Switzer and Ben will reconnect in the, in the preseason. Um, you know, I just don't, I just don't like what he brings to it. I would much rather see number 17, who is Dion Kane. I hope he gets an opportunity. He's six, two, he's quick. I'd love to see him in that position as well. Um, it's going to be hard to supplant a guy like that. Um, here's my guy. Here's, you know what? We are always going to be partial to those blog talk radio days. And one of our stars from the blog talk days, Melvin, do we take a look at Jalen Hurts in the second round if he's there? Or would that be too high? You take a look and you do your due diligence and if you think that's where the league's going to, and if you think he's he's great, you take him. Because those guys know more than us. Everybody else is going to say no or yes. Um, 
I it, it's for them to decide. Right. I think he would be a, an excellent pick there. I think it would be great. Fan. I don't think he's going to last the second round, but I think, or at least that part of the second round. But it, you know, it's like you said, who has to sign off on it? And that would be number seven, I think. Just like with Antonio Brown coming back, because you know, if you if you bring in Jalen Hurts, then you're telling Big Ben that, eh, maybe we're probably going to try. We're trying to find your successor. So I don't know how how well I would sit with him. Not that it's it's uh, his organization, but I mean, obviously he he. He has a lot of clout, so I, that that would be maybe the one caveat I would I would uh, have with that. Oh my, we're gonna answer this question real quick, Dallas. I'm gonna say no, Bugs. We need Isaiah Bugs, and we were gonna talk about this on the show. We didn't get a chance to. Uh, we need Isaiah Bugs to uh, spell Javon Hargrave because J- Javon Hargrave is not gonna be there. Look at this. <laughs> Look who's moving to the top spot. Wow, we've got, we've got about three minutes left on the show. Three or four minutes. Dave, well, let, let me say this real quick. We're going to go ahead and thank you for all the questions on Steeler Q&A, but we've got a special guest here, so we're wrapping up the Q&A portion. The last Q&A we're going to ask about is, Dave, what's going on with, with the four-letter <laughs> network? I, I love yeah. that stuff. No, it, it was funny because I, I brought it up because when I when I got this email, I, instantly I forwarded it to Jeff Hartman um, just to say, uh, look what I got. Because they they contacted me specifically about my article. I, I want to know how many of the other articles that went out in other places also got this as well. They wanted to explain that they handled things fine on the outside the line stuff and that they brought up the other side of the story. And they even offered to send me the entire episode to to set to to set our readers straight. Um, I don't know. If, no, I don't know if they said it exactly like that. I, maybe I'm just I'm misquoting them. Um, that, but it, it's funny because even the quotes that they sent me doesn't quite line up with the narrative that they gave me. And they even gave me um, a still shot that said that the NFL found no such evidence of to support Garrett. But but they kind of left out that there was an investigation into it. They, I, I didn't get that they even mentioned that. I haven't seen that part of the piece. I was just responding. All I was doing was reporting on what Coach Tomlin said. And that's all I was doing. So uh, I'm hoping that they're going to send me that whole thing. And I'll, I'll put the article out there and say, uh, okay, here's what they're trying to say now to save face. But uh, judge for yourself. And I think we, uh, I, I'm, it's going to kind of be hard to go against Coach Tomlin on this one because I, I think he did a great job today. Wow. I was really I was really fired up when I when I watched that. <laughs> I love it. And hey, back in back in August, because of something uh Jeff Hartman wrote, we ended up on uh, behind the still curtain, got a mention on uh Good Morning Football, a good mention. It was it was actually a, we were mentioned as a source. And so now we're getting ESPN noticing us. There you go. There you go. I'm feeling good about that. Yeah. So, so I, I just thought it was interesting. So I, I haven't heard back yet to see if they're going to get me that video. It was right at five o'clock that I got it. So I don't know if I'll get it. All right. I, I, I definitely, I want to hear all about this and we'll be talking about this more because you know, no one likes to stick it to the man <laughs> than BAD. And I love it that we're in a fight with ESPN. <laughs> There's my, my dreams of, uh, a BAD 2 AM 30 for 30 is probably out the window now. Thanks to you, Dave, but, <laughs> but there we go. Now I gotta, 
ask a question to you real quick, Dave. The new format, the new show, Q&A. We've got a problem with it. Somebody's upset. Uh-oh. Getting bent with Bo. How dare you change the hangover to Q&A? Hangover was my favorite se segment. I appreciate that. Hangover's coming back. And I, I got to give Bo credit. He always says hangover in like all caps and like exclamation points when he shows up because he loves hangover. And I love that you love it. But ask yourselves, did we really do anything different? <laughs> yeah, it's basically the same show. It's just a different name. We really no. didn't do anything different. You you need to, you need to do kind of like what we do with Stat Geek. You just call it Steelers Hangover Q and A, and then you're you're kind of taking care of everything. So Wes just said that we just need to do the Q and A while we're drunk. This is going to surprise a lot of people. I've been married to my wife for almost fourteen years. I've, she's never seen me drunk, maybe a little bit buzzed, but I hardly ever drink. So, um, you know, so I'll, I'll just tell you that I'm, I don't get drunk very our, often. Our takes would be a lot, a lot more, uh, a lot harder if we, uh, if we did that, we'd have much harder takes. So, so, um, maybe something we can think about. So we will, and we'll, we'll get more. Tanya says she loves the after party. It's her favorite. <laughs> And uh, we'll have to get Tony on the after party one of these days, too. But with that, we're going to thank you. Oh, Dave, one more thing. I just got another email from ESPN. They sent me the the video. So hopefully we should have an article coming out tomorrow. Check back into bondstillcurtain.com in the morning. And remember, we're just not podcast. We're full service, baby. We're, we've got it all. Uh, I love it. I love it. The four-letter network. And uh, Wow. We're witnessing history. So uh, how about that? Um, a new show, Tony Talk, needs to happen. I, I still think Talko, T-A-L-K-O, Tuesdays would, would be great. You, you, you never know what the powers of B will do. Um, right. But we're coming up on an hour. Dave Schofield, thank you very much for checking in. Um, I was actually going to cut this off about 45 minutes and but we get to talking and we get to having fun with our family here, and it is our family here, and we appreciate all of you. Hey, if you disagree with us, I'm cool with that too. That's that's what it's all about. Um, I want a special thanks to Lance Williams who came in on the show at the beginning. Not he didn't come on the show, but he was in the chat, and we do really appreciate uh, him coming in because we we did have a, a pretty heavy topic. At, at the beginning of the show as well. So thanks to Lance Williams. Thanks to Dave Schofield as well. Thanks to Jeff Hartman for uh, helping set up the new Steeler Q&A. Hangover's coming back. We'll have them back in August, my friends. But until then, for Tony Defio, for Dave Schofield, and Brian Anthony Davis, thank you very much. Tony, we can't say you've just been hungover anymore. We're going to bring that back. So... We're going to do a little Rowdy Rowdy Piper to get rid of the show, to leave the show. Just when you <laughs> just when you think you got all the answers, we're changing the questions. Oh, Good night, my it. friends. All right. <laughs>